Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. All right, well, Richard, it's good to be with you again. Always good to be with you, Sam. Excellent, excellent. And if uh, if the sound is different today yeah. on the podcast, I'm sure, much better. Yeah, uh, drum roll. We're uh, <laughs> recording the first podcast in our new studio. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah. very excited. It's it's sort of a work in progress right now, but we're getting some stuff put together. Maybe still do a, a bit of uh, audio treatment to it. But I know. Going high tech though. That's exciting. Exactly, exactly. So we're happy to uh, again always to to be with you and. Yeah to uh, talk about leadership. So uh, today we're, we're tackling a, a topic of, of leadership that uh, is probably often uh, addressed, but, mm-hmm. but frequently failed at. Yeah. And, and I know in my own, uh, my own life, uh, this is something that is not easy to do. Yeah. So yeah. Dele- delegation. Yeah, that nasty leadership word that we know we should do, but often fail at. Yeah. So what, what about uh, delegation? Is Why is that important for leaders? Like, well, uh, Sam, there's several reasons, I think, that leaders have got to know how to delegate, not just know how, but do. One is that uh, leaders have limited energy, limited time, limited attention. And that means that they are making choices every day how they spend their time, where they give their energy, where they give their focus, and, uh, and, and the, the great danger, the great um, problem for leaders is uh, that secondary matters intrude in their schedule. There, there's some things only a leader can do. Now, I know that there's some egalitarian kind of uh, uh, movements and theories out there that, well, we're all the same. Uh, leaders aren't any better than anyone else. Well, they're not a more important person than anyone else, but they have a very unique role that mm. no one else can do. There's some things only leaders can do. Uh, for instance, the, the leaders have got to be the ones looking into the future. They've got to have a vision of where the organization's going. Now, everybody may be buying into that vision. They may be contributing to it. But the leader really is the steward of the vision to say, this is where our organization needs to get to. Uh, and I've got to keep that before everyone else so that we don't lose sight of it. Leaders uh, also are the guardians of the culture. Uh, if the culture is uh, dysfunctional, if it focuses too much on power and silos and control, uh, if it's a critical culture, if it's a negative culture, uh, if it's not open to new ideas, the leader ultimately is the one who's constantly taking the pulse of the culture and saying, we've got to make adjustments uh, or we're going to die. We're going uh, we're gonna to go out of business. Uh, leaders also are responsible ultimately for personnel. It doesn't mean that they're making all the hires. They, they may have managers and VPs and others who are hiring, but it's ultimately the leader's responsibility to make sure the right people are joining the organization. If, if that's the, the number one way you affect culture is hire the right kind of people. Right. And so there's some, those kind of things a leader has got to do well. He can't just be carried with uh, dozens of things that they're giving their attention to and then suddenly having to make an important hire. You've got to create room in your life and in your schedule so that you've got all the time you need to do the half dozen or so things that only you can do. And so what I, I'm constantly telling leaders is if you can give something away, give it away. 
If you could, if someone else could do that, then they should be doing that. Mm. You give everything away that can be given away, and the only things left that you should have are the things that only you can do. And if all you're focusing on are the things that only you can do, then you're going to have enough time to do them well. And well-led organizations are led by leaders who make it a priority to do the things that only they can do. And they make those decisions well. They hire the right people. They are guardians of the culture. They don't let negativity and other things creep in. And so over time, when you have an organization where the top leader or at whatever level you're at, uh, you're doing your job to the best of your ability, uh, the whole organization is going to be blessed by that. So lots of reasons why delegation is very important. And basically, one of the, the, the key chief reasons is that delegation uh, saves the leader from one of his greatest pitfalls, which is distraction. Hmm. Distraction from secondary issues so that they don't do well the primary issue that only they can do. Yeah, and, and I think there's a, a tendency for leaders to want to just kind of have their hands in everything. And, yeah. And, you you know, the higher up you go, the more control you have over an organization. Um, so what are some ways that, that a, lead, a leader can delegate? Because, it, you know, I know, like I said at the beginning, it's it's hard to, to let go of stuff. Yeah. Well, so, and you know, the fact is, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. And yeah. even if you can do it better than anyone else, it still doesn't mean that you should necessarily do it. And that's why my rule of thumb is if you can give it away, just give it away. So the first thing you have to do is identify what can I give away. And then secondly, uh, start identifying people that uh, could handle certain things. Let me give you just a real basic example. The first person you ought to be delegating to is if you have an administrative assistant. Uh, A lot of times, even if you're a pastor of a small church, you may have a church secretary or an administrative assistant that uh, helps do all the office work for you. Uh, Or you may lead a Fortune 500 company, but you've got someone sitting at the desk outside your office. Um, I literally know people that love to make their own flight arrangements. I mean, I I know CEOs that have multiple staff servicing them in the office, but they, especially now that you've got apps on your cell phone, it's just so easy to just pull up your Delta Airlines app and just see how many flights are headed to JFK on that afternoon. And, uh, you, and you may just kind of like doing that. You may like searching for good deals for hotels or, uh, you know, all, all car rentals and, and, and you like things a certain way and, and you, you've just, you know, your assistant messed up on the last booking. It'd just be easier to do it yourself. I, I mean, I literally know people that, and, and I've gotten after colleagues and friends because they tell me, well, I, I was looking at, you know, different flight schedules today and I'll say, well, why were you doing that? You've got someone sitting out your, your, your desk, your office door that that's their job to do that. Uh, and if you're looking up flight schedules for Wednesday afternoon, you've got, if you're the leader, you've got way more important things to do than that. I find people that, uh, for instance, our, our, our organization will get uh, inquiries. People will send in email inquiries, have questions. Uh, I rarely ever, am, sometimes I'll help our staff know how to answer those questions, but rarely do I jump in and start handling just general correspondence yeah. because there are things that are a lot more important for me to be dealing with than that. It doesn't mean that I don't care about people that are interested in following our ministry, 
but most of the questions are questions that other people on our staff could answer. And so if it's something that someone else can do, uh, then I, I let them do that. And finding information, I could do an internet search. I could get Google out and check around to get some information, but oftentimes that's something that someone else can do. And so just as a rule, if, if you have someone that you can give that assignment to, give that away. Um, and don't be afraid that you're ever going to give away all of your work. I know some people that get scared. Well, if I give my work away, everyone <laughs> will me? wonder, well, why are we paying him so much money? But anyone who really knows how to lead knows that when you clear up space in your schedule, your calendar, you can finally start doing stuff that's going to be very significant and going to be a game changer for your organization. Two other places you can give uh, a lot a lot of organizations will have some kind of administrative or executive leader, vice president, uh, ex- in a church might be an, an executive administrative pastor. I'll tell you what, those guys are worth their weight in gold. Some people just love taking care of details. They love scheduling things. They love getting information. They love making sure the, uh, the, uh, that the uh, internet system and the router is up to speed and so on. The security for all the, uh, the, the computers is, is functioning properly. And I mean, all kinds of little details that someone needs to take care of, but it doesn't have to be the main leader. And, uh, I, I, I tell people now, if I were a pastor of a church today, once I had an administrative assistant, one of the next people I'd get would be an executive pastor that, um, even if it was a volunteer person, if you're a smaller church, but, but find someone that even if it's just part-time, but, uh, for instance, I, I know some retired school principals that you could bring in. I've known some retired school principals that came in and administered a church. They had the time of their life. They loved taking care of details. And it left the pastor to work with people, with work on sermons, work on the future, uh, work on praying, uh, and all the mundane minutiae was handed over to somebody else. And lastly, I just say, invest in young leaders. Um, because if you're going to multiply yourself, see, you, you don't want to just add yourself. When you, when you lead with addition, what you're doing is you're saying, well, how can I squeeze a little bit more productivity into my schedule? How can I yeah. eke out a little bit more work? Maybe I'll get to the office an hour earlier so I can handle more correspondence. Well, that's addition. That's just trying to add a little bit more into your day, into your productivity. But when you invest in young leaders, you're talking about multiplication. Now it's not just adding a little bit more. You can double, you can triple, you can quadruple what was you were doing before because now yeah. you've got all these young guns eager to take on new challenges and uh, they've got energy, they've got the time, they've got the motivation. And so you begin to invest in them um, and over time, the productivity that you were seeing just with yourself now is multiplied many times over. And unfortunately, I see a lot of leaders that don't have any young people around them. Uh, they don't, they, you look around the organization, especially in their leadership, there's no young people there. There's no future there. The leader would say, we'd love to have young people in our organization, but they're too busy. They're swamped. They've got too much to do. They haven't given away enough stuff. And now they don't have time to invest in raising up a generation of leaders who can multiply the ministry many times over in the years to come. Well, that's some really great stuff to to think about. And uh, let's take a quick break and, and we'll continue down that, that track. Ready to take your leadership to the next level? 
The Entrepreneurial Leaders Program is a one-week intensive course at Oxford University designed to help marketplace and entrepreneurial leaders develop the skills they need to have a greater impact on their business and community. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to study under Dr. Richard Blackaby and other leadership experts at one of the world's most prestigious academic institutions. This transformational course will run from August 11th through 19th, 2019. For more information or to register, visit entrepreneurialleaders.com. The link will be in the show notes. So Richard, I know delegation is important and leaders should do that. Um, but what are some, some roadblocks to delegating? Like yeah. what keeps people from delegating? There's a number of reasons because I think most people know it's important. It's just that they often don't do it. Right. Um, one reason is insecurity. We, we, because we praise people for being swamped. When you ask someone, how's it going? Oh, I'm swamped, really busy. Now, they, even if they're not busy, they're going to say that. Yeah. Uh, and so we need to, we need to justify uh, our worth, uh, that we're, we're paid to be a, a leader and executive. And so, uh, we, we need to always be, have too much to do that way our, our job is secure and so if we give everything away we're afraid well, what will we do uh, what what if i actually can take a deep breath and and have time for everything now uh, and not be rushed not be stressed uh, if i'm not stressed they may not think i'm doing enough work so that's one we, we don't want to give our work away because then what will we do second thing that also is affected by insecurity is what if this young buck does a better job than me what yeah. if everybody likes, uh, hey, ever since he took over, this things are way more creative and uh, more efficient and more timely. It's going to look bad. What if they do a better job? And now it exposes the fact that for years I was holding things up uh, because uh, I was trying to take care of it myself and clearly other people could do a better job. And so that's I, I've seen that as well. And a third reason is just pl- plain disorganization. Yeah. They they just don't have it together in time. So they, they they come to a meeting and if they had everything worked out and they'd identified tasks that and they'd identified the people who could do it, they could be delegating away and here's your assignment here, I want you to take this. But oftentimes they're so muddled and confused that they're not even sure what should be delegated. They haven't even identified the task yet. Uh, and so they become a huge uh, log jam. And, uh, yeah. and so everybody knows they're doing too much, but they're, they're so swamped with all that they're doing that they don't have time just to even identify tasks and people to delegate to. And so that again becomes a huge problem, uh, because you haven't delegated for so long. Now you're, you're just so swamped. You can't even get yourself organized enough to delegate. Yeah. And, and so those are, those are certainly some of the, uh, maybe the last one that's also a classic is that there are leaders who are perfectionists and they, they can do a better job. They've yeah. been doing it for years. They may have invented the system themselves. They might be the founder of the company. Uh, they may be the, the senior pastor or they, the person everybody wants to hear and see. And, and people might be disappointed if you sent an underling, a young leader, <laughs> we, we want the main guy. Uh, and so, well, okay, maybe I could do that too. Um, and and uh, and and oftentimes we we look and say, well, that person doesn't have the experience. They, I did delegate, and they didn't handle that very well. So I'll just do it myself. Um, if if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. Right. Well, <laughs> that may be so, but you're only going to have a limited number of things you can do right. 
if you start delegating, there'll be many times more things being done. And at least at first, it won't be done as well as you could do it. But in time, they may never be as good as you, but they'll be good enough that it's now multiplying uh, your effort. Because, because you gave that away to someone who does it maybe 90% as well as you, yeah. you've now had the freedom to take on an entirely new project that you're also doing well. Now you've got to add up the 90% job that the, the young guy's doing plus the 100% job that you've been able to add to your repertoire, and now you've got almost twice as much being done. So you can't just look at one job and say, well, but I could do that a little bit better. Realize, but I have limited capacity, so I'm going to let that one go. It'll be good enough. And in time, sometimes these young leaders with better skills, uh, they end up doing it even better, which is your goal for the organization, is that the organization, not that... Uh, you are doing more and more, but that your organization does more and more. Yeah, so so for someone who finally says, okay, I, I get it, delegation needs to happen. Uh, I've been bad at it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start now. How do you do that well? Yeah, well, for one, don't just simply dump something. Don't, don't one day just kind of reach your limit and come in and dump a bunch of files on someone's desk and say, now this is your problem. I'm delegating. Yeah, Take care I'm of delegating. That. Here's my mess. I let it pile up and get so far behind. Now here, fix it. Um, if you're going to delegate, be sure you give proper support and direction, counsel. Uh, give them adequate supplies, resources, budget, whatever is required. Don't set them up to fail. Uh and, and at the front end, it may take a little bit of time as you sit down with this person and help them recognize the pitfalls and the dangers, uh, help give them a sense of direction, where they should be headed, help them to understand what matters, what doesn't matter, help them to understand how to budget, prepare, tell them about some maybe some uh, things that have been problems in the past so that they're, they're not sideswiped. Uh, and then when you've given them all the attention and care you can, release them, let them go. Uh, and don't keep your hand on them. Don't, don't distract them by constantly coming and checking over their shoulders and making them paranoid that you're watching their every move uh, so that they don't have the freedom to find their own way. And understand that in the short term, things will probably be messy. They probably will make mistakes. They've never yeah. done this before. But in the long term, you, you got to think long term. So get past the short term messiness until they get their feet under them and they realize, okay, I think I'm figuring this thing out. Then that's when the payoff comes long-term, not short-term. And even, and this is a hard one, but allow people to fail. They yeah. may face plant when they first get started. And uh, you know, the, you're gonna think, oh, they failed. Well, I'll tell you what, some of the best lessons, some of the best growth come from failures. That's not so bad. Now they know what not to do. Um, don't just, uh, be too hard on them when they fail. Help them get back on their feet. Help them process what happened so that they don't do that again. Uh, give them encouragement. Let them know you still believe in them. Let them know just because they failed once doesn't mean you yank the assignment from them. Uh, and uh, let them know that um, uh, you still know that they'll be able to do it in time. Maybe you make some adjustments. You give them more resources. You send them to a seminar. You do whatever you can to help them be more successful next time. Two last things you do. One is you make sure that you measure your own effectiveness properly, which means that you don't measure your success by how much you accomplish. 
you measure your success by how much the organization, the team is accomplishing. You add up everybody's contribution and realize, well, since uh, I, I may not be accomplishing any more than I used to, but now that I've delegated to three or four other colleagues, between the four or five of us, there's way more being accomplished now. And so don't stop measuring your success by how much you do personally. Start measuring your success by how much you enable others to do, how much you equip others to do. And lastly, I just say, uh, don't be stingy with your praise and credit. Hmm. Um, and for some people, we love the praise. We love being the hero. We love being the person that got the job done. Everybody is grateful. Once again, this person came through and uh, we're going to have another good year because of what this guy did. Um, when you delegate, then you also release the praise and the credit. And uh, be careful you don't delegate work to someone else and then take all the credit for what they did. Uh, when you delegate the work, you're also delegating the recognition. And be good at praising people. Uh, if, if all you ever do is look for where people messed up, where you delegated to them, where they dropped the ball, uh, you're going to never be good at delegating. And nobody's going to want you to delegate to them. But yeah. if you become an expert at identifying success and accomplishment and improvement, and and uh, maybe it's just you started out kind of a small thing you delegated, but in the annual meeting, in the staff meeting, you point out, hey, just want to give a you know, shout out to so-and-so. I, I gave them this responsibility this time, and boy, they, they knocked it out of the park. Really glad that... Uh, He's taken over that responsibility for me. It's already freed me up to do some other things. Well, I'll tell you what, then uh, you create a culture where people know, hey, we're going to set you up for success and we're going to keep passing on new assignments, new opportunities as you keep on growing as a leader yourself. That's awesome. And I think this is something that every leader can, if they're not already doing, can learn to do better. There's oh, always yeah. room for improvement and delegation. Yeah. So. so in this year... Uh, you may already be delegating, but uh, think about uh, some of these principles and evaluate how well you are at delegating, how well others are emerging as leaders in your organization. And there's always room, as you said, to improve. And uh, may this be the best year yet you've ever had in delegating to others in your organization. Yeah. Well, happy delegating. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.